the title of this next 10 minutes is Take Me Back. So if you're watching, we're going to participate. Why don't you write that in the chat, write that in a notebook, Take Me Back. I don't know what you think of when you hear that phrase, Take Me Back. I, I would, I've heard people say, Take Me Back to 2019. Take me back to when South Africa just won the World Cup. Life was good. We were a united South African nation. And uh, we want to, like 2020, I'm done with that. I want to go back. Take me back to that type of world when a global pandemic, the closest thing we knew about a global pandemic was The Walking Dead on Netflix. We didn't know what this thing was going to look like. Take me back. Or maybe you're saying something like this. Take me back to my childhood, to a simpler time. Maybe take me back to when phones were just phones and we're not, had the capability or the possibility of launching rocket ships to the moon. No, relax. They don't have an app for that yet, but I'm sure Apple are working on it. But when phones were just phones, (laughs) you know that. But I also want to say maybe take me back to when MTV played music and didn't have just really bad reality TV shows. Some of you don't even know what MTV is. But I want to say take me back. Maybe I want to say take me back to when load shedding was just what we would do after our second morning cup of coffee. We're going to have a little bit of fun this morning. But I want to say, maybe you're saying, take me back. But maybe more seriously, you're saying, take me back. Take me back to when the time was before I messed up my marriage. If you could have a do-over, you would take it right now. Take me back to when, uh, before my relationship fell apart. Take me back before that careless phrase I uttered in anger. Take me back to when I, before I wrote that hurtful text. Take me back before I had that fight. Click that link lost that job, spent that money I didn't have, take me back. And I wish I could take you back and I wanna help us today take us back a little bit. And as we close out one heck of a year, I wanna take us back to the original, the OG Christmas story, the original one, the one that's not the glamorized, fictionalized, roasting chestnuts on a fire. I don't even know what that is, but uh, I've heard in the songs, But I want to take us back to the Christmas story, the messy, grimy, earth-shattering, reality-shaking Christmas story. But actually, I want to take us even before the narrative that we know so well that has become so caricaturized in our lives. I want to take us back to the four different gospel writers who kick off the New Testament. You see, all four of them have unique perspectives on the Christmas story. And I want to help us understand it. The the book of Mark, there's the first one, the author Mark, and he actually doesn't take us through the Christmas narrative, but he starts his book off by this way. He says, this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, just as the prophet Isaiah had written, look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. I love Mark. Mark takes us back this incredible story in the Apostle Mark, he takes us back, he starts his narrative by taking us back to the prophet Isaiah. This is what Isaiah said about Jesus. You see, the people have been longing, waiting for the Messiah for a long time. They've been, there's been this deep longing inside of their hearts about the one who would bring fulfillment, who would, who would bring them back. They're saying, take us back to what the prophet said. And Mark takes them back there. And I want to say today, I want to take you back to what God has spoken. Isaiah spoke and the people forgot, the people waited, they longed, they felt that the words were falling on deaf ears and were not coming to fruition. But I want to tell you, I want to take you back to what God has spoken. You see, God's word never, 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 never returns void. God's word is not rendered helpless or hopeless in COVID or in 2020. His word still remains true. And I want to say the enemy may have had a say over your life, your finances, your relationships, your emotions this year. But I want to tell you, his word will have the final say. Take me back to his word. Take me back to what he has spoken.
take me back. That's what the apostle uh, Mark, the writer there writes. He takes us back to Isaiah, what God has spoken. But then we read in Matthew. I love how Matthew, Matthew almost, I can imagine the conversation. Matthew says, hey, Mark, I see your Isaiah, but I'm going to go even further back. I'm going to take you back, not to Isaiah, but to Abraham. You see, Matthew starts his book off this way. He says, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Isaiah is good, but I'm going further back. I'm going to Abraham. You see, Abraham, what he, who he was, he was the father of the Jewish faith. Quite literally, the nation of Israel was birthed from Abraham, from his life, from his act of faith, from his obedience. It was birthed out of nothing. The promise of God, birthed out of barrenness, but it was birthed as a result of a promise. Genesis 12, you can go read the narrative of God's blessing to a man who should have been disqualified and yet held the promise, the seed of the many sons who would come, the nation of Israel, and us who will be grafted into that family, Abraham. And I want to say today, as Matthew did in that story, I want to take you back to what God has promised. What God has promised. I was talking to someone the other day who uh, was telling me the narrative of how they had been engaged. And then after a long engagement, their fiance came to them and said, actually, this isn't what I thought it would be and things are not going as planned. Can I have the ring back? And the, the, the pain and the ache and the disappointment in that person's stories, they told me this narrative broke my heart as I thought about the expectation, the longing of what that ring represents, the promise, but then was cruelly snatched back and taken away, not just an item, but a future as it came crashing down. And uh, I want to tell you today that Broken promises hurt and they, they are, they're powerful. But I want to tell you, we have a father who makes promises and who keeps his promises and who does not lie. This is so huge. And I want to tell you the cure for disappointment, because there's been a lot of it this year, a lot of disappointment in jobs, in promotions, in families, in plans, weddings planned and had to be canceled and delayed and, and school functions changed, lots of disappointment in, in homes. But I want to tell you, the word tells us the cure for disappointment is the promises of God. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a promise fulfilled brings life, brings life. And that's what I want to take us back to today. Take me back to the promises and the promise giver. Mark says, I'll take you back to the, what he has spoken. Matthew says, I'll take you to back what he's promised. Then the good doctor, Luke, Luke almost says, I see your Isaiah, I see your Abraham. But Luke, like as a doctor, says, I'm going to go one better. He takes us back to Adam. It's an incredible thing. He says, I'm going to take you even further back. In Luke's iteration of Jesus' genealogy, he works his way all the way back to Adam, the first created human being. You see, Adam represents two things. He represents our created nature, our design, and also our fallenness, our sin element. He rep represents both in one person. And it's this incredible story that actually when Luke writes it, though, he says, he lands the genealogy of Jesus. He says, and Adam was the son of God. There was no mention of his sin or his fallenness. And I love this, that actually Luke says, I'm taking you back to God's design. I'm not taking you back to your point of sin. I'm taking you even further back to what God has designed you for, created for you for, purposed you for. And I wanna say, maybe you have forgotten the plans and purposes of God in your life this year. Maybe they've taken a back seat. Maybe you've just tried to make it through. Let's get through this year. I wanna tell you, God has not forgotten his plans and his purposes. He has created you, designed you uniquely, and he is he's using this year. As I said earlier, that which was meant to drown you will become the thing that will, will, will lead you into life, will bring you to the new level of glory that he's got for you. You may have lost your identity but he hasn't forgotten who you are or whose you are. Adam, the son of God, 
He, he does not address us as a sinner, as a failure, as a disappointment, as an addict, as a drunkard, as vile. He calls you son, daughter. And he takes you back to that today. He takes you back and reminds you of that. He takes you back to his purposes. Mark says, I'll take you back to what he's spoken. Matthew says, I'll take you back to what he's promised. Luke says, I'll, I'll take you back to what he's purposed. And John is sitting back. The fourth and final one says, Ha ha, I see you, Isaiah. I see you, Abraham. I see you, Adam. But then John, the apostle, takes us back and he says this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. I love this. This is so huge because I want to tell you today, before the enemy spoke over your life, before the broken promises wrecked your life, before the sin that you gave yourself over to almost drowned and killed you, He was. He was there. He was there in the beginning. He didn't, doesn't want to take you back to a better version of yourself or a better effort or a better attempt at your life because you know what? You would just disappoint yourself again. He wants to take you back to Him, Jesus Jesus. The prophecies, the promises, the purposes are all beautiful. But if we don't get this, we have nothing. In the beginning was the Word. Take me back. You see, this, the whole story comes to an end in John chapter 3. Jesus has this conversation with a man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus basically comes to him, asks him questions about who he was. He's so concerned that everything in his life, the prophecies, the promises, the purposes are going to fall short if he doesn't get this man Jesus. And he says, Jesus, take me back to those things. Take me back to reality. And Jesus says this profound thing to him. He says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Then what he says, Nicodemus says, you want to take me back to my mom's womb? You want to take me back to my mom's womb? And Jesus says, no, no, no. I'm not taking you back to your mom's womb. I'm taking you further back. I'm taking you further back. You must be born again of the Spirit. Now I want to say, the question today I say to you, to my heart, to our hearts here, is not do you want to be a Christian? Not do you want to be a better person? But do you want to be reconnected back to the eternal Son of the living God? The one who was at the beginning wants to take you back and make you brand new. I want to say this. Maybe you have run far this year. You've run far, 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 far. Maybe no one even knows it, but your heart has been given over to fear, anxiety, disappointment, sin, and you've run far. Jesus always takes you back. He always takes you back. 2020, your marriage, your habits, your lies, your sins. I want to tell you, I wish I could take you back and give you a redo. I cannot do that. But what you, you can't redo, but you can repent. And repent is taking you back and saying, Father, I am turning away from and I'm reconnecting with the eternal Son of the living God. I'm re reconnecting with what was spoken, what was promised, what was purposed, and the person of the living God. Take me back to the one who always takes me back. Take me back to the one who always takes me back. Why don't you write that down? Put it in the chat. Remind your heart. Take me back to the one who always takes me back. I want to pray for us right now. I want to pray for those who feel far emotionally, spiritually, relationally, who have sinned and fallen short, but today saying, take me back. Take me back to what He has spoken, what He has promised, what He has purposed, and ultimately to the person of Jesus Christ. Why don't we pray right now? As we pray, and you're watching this from your homes, from all around the world right now, if you are wanting me to pray this specifically for you in an act of repentance, 
repenting, returning, taking back what the enemy has stolen. Why don't you write in the chat right now, Jesus, take me back. Jesus, take me back. And that act, as you write that out and confess, that is an act of repentance. And the Spirit of the living God will make you new. Father, right now, I thank you for every heart listening to this. I thank you, Father, that you are a God who redeems. A God who goes further still. Though we have run far, your grace goes further still. And today, we say, take me back to the one who always takes me back. No questions asked. The one whose eyes have been fixed on us since the beginning of time. From eternity past, his eyes have been rooted on you. His words have been spoken over you. His promises have been residing in you. His purposes are lying ahead of you. And Jesus is with you. And he says, I am taking you back and I'm taking you forward. I'm taking you back as my own and I'm taking you forward. And I thank you, Father God. Would your blood right now redeem, save, heal, restore, and bring the purposes that you have for your people. I thank you, Father God. We say as a people, Jesus, take me back. And we respond right now to your goodness. You are faithful and you never fail us. So we love you, Jesus. Take me back to the one who always takes me back.